we need more than just votes. We need to talk about what is happening in our nation. We need to talk about how change can come about. Because words are just words if we don't put them into action. But it all starts with words. And Democrats proved that last night. Yesterday after yesterday since late morning, after shortly after 11 a.m., for 15 hours, they proved that words can produce actions. The number to join me in this hour, 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Pick up the phone, tweet, follow me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. Senate Democrats ended a nearly 15-hour filibuster early today, and that was after Republican Party leaders reportedly agreed to allow votes on two of the proposed gun control measures. Senator Chris Murphy, a Democrat from Connecticut, said that a compromise had been reached. Votes would be held on whether to ban people on the government's terrorist watch list from obtaining gun licenses and whether to expand background checks to gun shows and Internet sales. And he said, quote, we did not have that commitment when we started today. Now, the nonstop series of speeches stretched 14 hours and 50 minutes. And it followed the shooting massacre on Sunday at Pulse, the gay nightclub in Orlando. Chris Murphy tweeted, I am proud to announce that after 14 plus hours on the floor, we will have a vote on closing the terror gap and universal background checks. 15 hours on the floor, two hours of sleep, and I'm back on my tired feet, ready to keep pressing Congress to end its silence on gun violence. He launched at 11.21 a.m. yesterday a filibuster starting with, I've had enough, I've had enough of the ongoing slaughter of innocents. He vowed to remain on the Senate floor, quote, until we get some signal, some sign that we can come together. Now, by Senate rules, Murphy had to stand at his desk to maintain control of the floor. When asked by another senator how he was feeling just before 7.30 p.m., he said rehabilitation from a back injury in his 20s helped him build up endurance. He said he wants Congress to enact tighter restrictions to prevent those with serious criminal histories, those deemed mentally incompetent, and those on terrorism watch lists from obtaining firearms. And he began the filibuster three days after that gunman, who had been investigated by the FBI. The agency say they found no credible threat, but that person opened fire at Orlando's Pulse nightclub, killing 49 in the worst mass shooting in modern American history. The gunman was Omar Mateen. He legally purchased these guns. He bought the Sig Sauer MCX semi-automatic rifle and a handgun just days before the massacre. Quote, Murphy said what unites all of these shootings, from Littleton to Aurora to Newtown to Blacksburg to Orlando, is that the weapon of choice in every case is a gun, often a very powerful gun, an AR-15 or an AR-15-style gun that was designed for the military, for law enforcement, to kill as many people as quickly as possible. And Murphy, state of Connecticut, saw the mass killing of 20 school children and six staffers at Sandy Hook in Newtown at that elementary school December 14th of 2012. The filibuster ended with a Sandy Hook victim story. Take a listen. Dylan was struggling with autism as a student at Sandy Hook Elementary School. But he was a special, special boy who was going to turn in to a special, special young man. He idolized his brother Jake, but he idolized someone else as well. He idolized a woman named Anne-Marie Murphy. Anne-Marie Murphy was his special education teacher 
and his personal aide, instead of panicking, Anne-Marie Murphy found Dylan Hockley and embraced him. You know why we know that? Because when the police entered the classroom, that's how they found Dylan Hockley, dead, wrapped in the embrace of Anne-Marie Murphy. And so I ask you all this question. If Anne-Marie Murphy could do that, then ask yourself, what can you do to make sure that Orlando or Sandy Hook never, ever happens again? With deep gratitude to all of those who have endured this very, very late night, I yield the floor. He said, I've been furious since those days following Sandy Hook. I've been so angry that this Congress has mustered absolutely no response to mass shooting after mass shooting in city after city that is plagued by gun violence. Now, the NRA is fiercely opposed to what its leaders call a series of anti-gun bills and amendments and warned its members yesterday that the measures are a threat to the right to own firearms. NRA tweeted, all gun owners must act now to save their Second Amendment rights. And presumptive Republican nominee Donald Trump, who's been endorsed by the NRA, told a crowd in Georgia, I'm going to save your Second Amendment, quote, I will be meeting with the NRA who has endorsed me and not allowing people on the terrorist watch list or the no-fly list to buy guns, sounding a bit like Hillary Clinton. I want to remind you that that no-fly, no-buy legislation was proposed by Democrats after the San Bernardino attack here in our nation last year, and Republicans shot it down. Now, it's been nearly a decade since Congress made any significant changes to federal gun laws. In April 2007, they passed a law to strengthen the instant background check system after the gunman slaughtered at Virginia Tech innocent people. He was able to purchase his weapons because his mental health history was not in the instant background check database. 32 people lost their lives in that shooting. Now, Murphy said Senate leadership agreed to allow a vote on legislation from the Democrat from California, Senator Dianne Feinstein, that would let the government bar sale of guns and explosives to people it suspects of being terrorist. And in mid-December um, of that year, she offered the amendment, and that was a day, uh, and, and, and that amendment, like I said, a day uh, after uh, the extremist couple killed 14 in San Bernardino. But what happened? Again, the Republican-run Senate rejected the proposal, a near-party line vote. Uh, the compromise, he said, also would allow a vote on an amendment to expand background checks. Senator Bob Casey, who represents Pennsylvania, spoke around 12.30 this morning. He called on legislators to allow the votes. He said, quote, at least put your hand up for a vote that will begin, just begin the long journey to rectify a substantial national problem that takes 33,000 people every year. All we are asking for is a start. By the way, some people have these guns in their home, kill themselves, kill their families. We're not just talking about terrorists. We're not just talking about people with mental illness. And we're not even just talking about mass shootings. But if one life can be saved, isn't it worth it? Nobody's taking your guns. You can have other types of guns. The creator of this weapon said it was not made for civilian use, but rather for military and law enforcement. 
And don't we want the good guys to have weapons that are bigger and stronger than the bad? Now, I know there'll be people say, Leslie, you'd be able to get these on the street, but it will be harder. Not everyone knows where to obtain weapons on the street. And by the way, that's something law enforcement is working very hard at tracking. I know here in Los Angeles and other major cities throughout the country, and certainly I would imagine on a federal level. But if, if we prevent somebody from getting, A, a certain type of weapon, B, if we do an expanded background check so that you see, hey, this person was on a federal watch list and somebody who's been on a federal watch list shouldn't be able to you know, get you know, a gun within a certain period of time, you know, or, hey, they're on a no-fly list and can't buy, no-fly, no-buy. Just think about it. If the people on the no-fly list can't get guns, if the people who are on the federal watch list can't get guns, if the people who were on the federal watch list with expanded background checks might be somehow prevented from getting guns, if there is more of a time between getting the guns at, at, when you walk into the store and want to buy them and then, and, and, and then get them, if that could change one mass murderer's, one terrorist's mind, and then we have issues of domestic violence, like Omar Mateen was guilty of time and time again. Hateful rhetoric like we saw from the individual who took the lives of those African Americans in that church in Charleston, South Carolina. A crazy thinking among the mindset of certain people like the perpetrator, the shooter, the mass murderer in Aurora, Colorado. If we can expand the checks, wait, make somebody wait, reduce who gets what, and then the type of weaponry, you know lives are going to be saved. It doesn't stop terrorism, no. It doesn't stop all suicides. It doesn't stop all murders. And that's very ignorant for anyone to believe. But I believe as an American, I believe as a voter, I believe as a human being, and I believe as a mother, Shame on us. Because after Sandy Hook, if that wasn't enough, and then San Bernardino, and Orlando, and then the CIA this morning, you heard the director say, you know, ISIS isn't done, and we know they're not. There are people, the boogeyman is in that computer, and there's somebody looking at it right now, as you're listening to me, planning their next attack. Let's make it harder for them to do that. One, after the 15-hour filibuster in the Senate yesterday and Republicans agreeing on a vote, do you believe that the tide is changing with respect to guns and gun control in our nation? Is the tide changing on the issue of guns? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Trump made it sound like he and the NRA were going to help keep people on the terror watch list from being able to buy guns. But now it appears what's really happening is that Trump and his buddies are pushing a weak bill that would actually give law enforcement only 72 hours to prove someone's a terrorist before letting them buy guns. So basically it's just a smokescreen to make it look like they're compromising. But if effect... Uh, just keeping, in effect, they're just keeping the status quo. Did you honestly expect anything more from Trump and the NRA? 8886 Leslie. Did you really think Donald Trump will become Hillary Clinton on this issue? 8886 Leslie. And will Senate Democrats hold strong and push for a stronger bill? And should they? 888 Or will the Republicans do what they normally do? 
Cave in and bend over for Trump and the NRA. 8886-LESLIE. Did Democrats show the will of the people yesterday? Strength and unity as a party over the weakness and division pushed by the GOP? Polls show Americans favor background checks and getting rid of these assault-style weapons. 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Should guns be accessible to those on the terror watch list or the no-fly list or both? 8886-LESLIE. And should gun owners speak out against the inactive Congress, seeing the polls show a majority of people who are gun owners even support universal background checks, and many support the ban on certain weapons. 8886-LESLIE. Now, do you hope to see Congress take it a step further and go and ban those semi-automatic assault weapons from being purchased? 58% of Americans support a new polling. Actually, I think it was 73 in another poll. Depends on the poll you look at. Let's just say a majority over 50%, 8886-LESLIE. And like I mentioned, the creator of that AR-15, he said he never intended for this weapon to be used by civilians. 8886-LESLIE. Did the filibuster that occurred yesterday further show the lack of compassion and leadership of the Republican Party? In other words, they care more about their party and their politics than they do people. 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And what will that lead to in November? Will Republicans lose their majority in the Senate or the House as a result of this? 8886-LESLIE. And does it make it easier for a Democrat like Hillary Clinton to claim the White House in November? 8886-LESLIE. And, you know, filibusters, it's a dirty word for many. Did the actions of the Democrats yesterday make you feel different about it in light of the latest one with a green eggs and ham citation? Recitation. We'll be back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Pick up the phone and join us. 888-6LESLIE. 888-653-7543. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. We're back talking about the filibuster last night and Republicans saying they're starting to come around. Perhaps we see more and more Republicans coming out about a potential in the future semi-automatic weapons ban, assault-style weapons ban. But that's not one of the two things proposed. Uh, Lots of questions I asked. Let's get to the calls. 8886-LESLIE is the number. Nino, I know you uh, left us there in Ithaca. Give us a buzz back. That happens with phones. Let's go to Zachary in Albuquerque, line three, listening on KABQ. Zachary, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. What's your take on this? Um, well, I mean, first of all, I, it, it's great to see Democrats getting a spot. Um, you know, it's, it's too bad that uh, it's, it's taken this long and this many massacres and, and whatnot, but it, it's great to see that the Democrats are finally getting a spine with this. I think the filibuster is great. Um, so my, my question my question for you and, and for other viewers, um, so, you know, first of all, I'm, I'm all for all the, you know, the, the really basic common sense stuff, you know. Um, universal background checks, of course, you know, if they're on the no-fly list, they shouldn't be able to get a gun. Um, you know, just really common sense stuff like that. The, the, thing, the thing that I'm having trouble with is the whole assault-style weapons thing. Just bear with me for a second. Um, I'm, li- I'm listening. <laughs> um, the, yeah, the, the whole assault-style assault weapons thing. I mean, when, when you look at what... Because, you know, in order to get an actual fully automatic weapon, you have to get, you know, all kinds of different, you know, licenses and, and trainings and things for that. That's, that's very heavily restricted. But what people are talking about are, are the, the, the semi-automatic carbines. You know, one squeeze of, of the trigger... 
um, you, you get one shot off, and, and yeah, you can you can um, get a lot of get a lot of rags out that way. What, what's confusing with with the stuff with this, and why I'm having a hard time with this, is that um, you know functionally there's there's no difference between you know an AR-15 style um, semi-automatic rifle and any of a number of other um, you know semi-automatic magazine-fed um, hunting rifles. I mean, you know, with the AR-15, sure, it has, you know, it has the rail capacity, so you can, you know, you can add all kinds of attachments and accessories. But, you know, that's also the case for for other semi-automatic rifles. So, you know, if if the point if the point is that we just want to do away with semi-automatic rifles as a blanket statement, okay, that that starts to make a little more sense to me. But then, you know, why do away with Automatic rifle. Okay, well, uh, hold, hold hold on one sec. We're going to take a break, and I'm going to uh, answer your question best I can. Um, we're going to take a break and be back to you. Or if you're holding, hang on. You want to join us, 888-6-LESLIE. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Only True Democracy and Talk Radio. Before the break, we were talking with Zachary in Albuquerque on line three. Zachary, uh, thank you for um, holding, and welcome back. Um one of the reasons the AR-15 is uh, attacked, this specific uh, assault rifle, is not only did Omar Mateen use that on Sunday. It's the same uh, weapon used by Adam Lanza um, at Sandy Hook. Um, it is also the same weapon that we've seen other people use and, you know, part, part of his arsenal of weapons like in Aurora, Colorado. Um and it, it, there, there was an article that was written by a, a guy named Justin Peters for Slate, okay? And he talked about an incident in Webster, New York, where there was a guy named William Spengler. He was an ex-con. He set fire to his house. He shot and killed two responding firefighters, and then he took his own uh, life. He had a Bushmaster AR-15-style semi-automatic rifle, and that is the exact same one that Adam Lanza used uh, 10 days before, by the way, uh, that to kill uh, 26 people at Sandy Hook Elementary School. And we mentioned James Holmes, who used that same. uh, By the way, you talked about the uh, detachables or the attachables. He had a detachable 100-round magazine uh, shooting up people in uh, the movie theater in uh, Colorado. Um, now, some people would say all you need is three to, to make a trend. Um, the reason and the suggestion by people that the federal government should ban the AR-15 and even other so-called assault weapons, which I think you're um, concerned about, um, that to your point, gun advocates will say that um, AR-15 rifles are no more dangerous than any other gun. Um, and the NRA actually even talked about David Keene, uh, blasted critics and considers the AR-15 the gun that liberals uh, love uh, to hate, talking about liberals not understanding the nature of the firearms that they want to ban, the popularity, the legitimate uses. Um, and he goes on and on to talk about recreational target shooting, hunting, home defense. He argued that law-abiding firearms owners shouldn't be penalized, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, mm-hmm. But the reality is... First of all, the gun maker, designer, creator of the AR-15, first and foremost, was a special on HBO uh, where he said this weapon was never intended for civilian use. It was specifically – it wasn't even made for cops. It was made for specifically uh, – it was made uh, for the mil- for military application. Uh, sure, then there, then, then there are other – there are gun owners out there. Um, that have been all over the internet that know far more about guns. I don't own guns. I hate hunting. I love animals. I don't like killing. It's just not my thing. 
Uh, but and not that everybody has a gun kills. I I I just don't live. Uh, I'm not, and I forgive me. I don't live paranoid enough that every day I wake up somebody's trying to come get me or hurt me. Or do you know what I'm saying? Um, I work hard to live in a safe community, and my husband and I, um, you know, do have security at our home uh, to protect us. After after all, I am on television, and there are people out there who want you know who. You know, give me death threats. And let me tell you something. I get death threats almost every week, and I still, uh, for me, don't find the right to have a gun. But you were talking about uh, the military-style weapon, which there's fervent defense of by uh, gun advocates, uh, the semi-automatic weapons um, that are like uh, the AR-15. Uh, um, and and, and p- part of the problem is when you just look at the, ne- the right to bear arms, yes. But what kinds of weapons are necessary for target shooting? What types of weapons are necessary for hunting? And what type of weapons are necessary um, for defense? One of the problems is is the reality of the motivation of the sale of AR-15. Those are – there was a time it wasn't used the way it is now and didn't have the popularity that it does now. Um, People are trying to say it's a modern sporting rifle, but – Really, what's happening on the, on the right, um, and not all right, as we saw yesterday, but uh, on the right, largely in NRA, not just all not all NRA members, but the NRA themselves, is that the profits have rapidly increased over the years of the AR-15. So there's a monetary reason why those on the right uh, don't want this. So let's look at the actual weapon. Okay, the AR-15 was designed in 1957. It was designed specifically at the request of the United States Army. The company that designed it's called Armalite, and this is what the Army asked them to do. And I quote, We want you to come up with a high-velocity, full, and semi-auto fire, 20-shot magazine, 6-pound loaded, able to penetrate both sides of a standard Army helmet at 500-meters rifle. Okay? And when it entered Army service, that was in the 60s, they renamed it the M16. And that was in accordance with Army nomenclature status. AR-15 came to refer to the rifle's semi-automatic civilian equivalent, okay? And from 1994 to 2004, um, those AR-15-style rifles were subject to the Federal Assault Weapons Ban, which is now expired. So remember, there was a time we had this weapons ban. The other reality, when we had this weapons ban, we didn't have the number of mass shootings, and we didn't have the number of deaths that we do now at the hands, not just of this weapon, but other assault weapons. So I would dare say if when you had the BAM, we were better off, less people were dying, less terrorist attacks, uh, you know, less uh, massive uh, mass murders, why shouldn't we revisit that? But you're caring about the guns. So listen, okay? Um, there, the, in, the, the First of all, the AR-15 has become very popular. It's increased in popularity, but so have other guns like it. And that's what you're uh, talking about and concerned about, are the other, um, the other guns like it. Um, they, 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 wait, wait, wait. Okay, people like it because it's modular. And you talked about customizable, but let's talk about this. The AR-15 is the most flexible firearm ever developed. In seconds, a carbine can be switched over to a long-range rifle by swapping upper receivers. And because it's easy to shoot, easy to carry around, it can make you look like a badass, but you can be a badass. There are authorities on guns that say that with the customizable ability of the AR-15, you technically could shoot off 700 rounds if you knew how to customize it properly, and that people out there communicating with and being trained by ISIS certainly could be uh, among those. So that's one of the dangers is how easily customizable it is. Um, The AR-15, by the way, for people that say, oh, well, what about hunting? What about home defense? 
It is not ideal for hunting and is not ideal for home defense. It can be used for hunting, but it's not a hunting rifle. As a matter of fact, its 223 caliber ammunition does not offer much stopping power. So there, there's, you know, for anything other than small game, hunters themselves find the rifle controversial because they say it's sloppy. They spray and they, and, and, and they say hunters are actually wasting uh, ammunition. The official Bushmaster XM15 manual lists the maximum effective rate of fire at 45 rounds per minute. Uh, per minute. So, you know, hunters are saying, look, I served in the military. This is a weapon I used for 20 years. This is not a weapon I would use for hunting. So a hunter does not need this or any semi-automatic rifle to hunt. Um, and, and, and by the way, somebody says, if you need, I think it was Senator Dick Durbin who said, or another senator who said, if you need this type of weapon to hunt, you should go fishing. Um, and then in terms of repelling a home invasion, um, when people talk about home defense, for example, um, it, it's less useful than a handgun. It is a long gun. It would be difficult to maneuver in tight quarters. When you shoot, it'll over-penetrate. It'll send bullets through the walls of your house, possibly into the walls of your neighbor's house, unless you purchase the sort of ammunition that fragments on impact, okay? And, um, the, again, the AR-15, it'll let you fire more and runs faster. The, the list goes on and on and on. So there, there's just, tell me, why do we need civilian use for these guns? We don't need it for target. We don't need it for defense. We don't need it for hunting. The military needs it to demolish our enemy. We should not be having this type of weaponry and firepower in our homes to kill Bambi or to kill, God forbid, somebody breaking in to try and steal your DVD player. Right. I'm just thinking about, you know, the, the I'm just thinking about the, the, the policy positions that, you know, what, if, you know, you're, 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 you're bringing up, you're bringing up, um, you know, a lot of good points. It's not a great. It's not a great weapon for most home defense stuff. Not a great weapon for most hunting, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, the, the, the reasoning for the reasoning for why we're talking about you know prohibiting this specific gun is because you know, as you as you said, um, it, it's been used in all of these shootings, sure. Um, but you know, it's, it's popular and available, so maybe put that aside for a sec. Um, it's it's modifiable, it's customizable, sure. Um, but again, there are lots of other semi-automatic rifles out there that, that are also modifiable and customizable. Um, and you know, as far as okay, as so let me let me ask you, but let me ask you because we have other callers, and I do want your opinion. What would you do? What do you do if you're saying, look, we want to prevent the amount of mass carnage, we want to reduce the number in mass. In the next shooting, and I'm sorry, but there will be a next shooting. Sure. So you know, I think I think most I think most of the common sense stuff we're talking about, you know, the the, the closing the gun show loophole, you know, having um, you know universal background check, um, you know, the, the the no fly list thing, all of that, all of that stuff will will definitely help. But I think I think past that baseline common sense. You start getting into really sticky areas, talking about you know the capacities of, of specific guns and what they're used for, et cetera, et cetera. When I mean, really, if, if, if you look at why these mass shootings are happening, why this is going on, it, it's happening because we have a culture of, of hyper masculinity. Of, of well, well, no, where, I don't know. And, and, and like I said, I got to take some other calls. But here's the thing. 
And we got to take a break. I don't agree. I don't disagree with you about our G.I. Joe Clint Eastwood, if I have a gun, it makes my penis bigger feeling mentality. I don't disagree with you there. But and, and we have a, a, a culture of violence. I mean, think about what we, we did to the Native Americans when we came here. I mean, let's you know, be, be realist here. We have a culture of violence. We love our guns more so than most nations in this world. That There's no question. But that we're not going to change a society and a culture overnight. One thing we can change overnight is a weapon that has the ability to kill so many in such a short period of time as we have seen with so many of these mass shootings slash terrorist attacks. We'll be back and take more of your calls after this. We are back. Let's get back to the calls. 888-6-LESLIE is the number. Joe is also in Albuquerque, line four, listening on KABQ. Joe, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Leslie. Um, thanks for the, um, uh, the information regarding the AR-15 and the like. Not really sure what the other caller's point was or what he was trying trying to say. But I guess with regards to the what's going on in D.C., I guess what concerns me is I don't, I don't hear any politicians talk about just extending the assault weapons ban. Well, no, you're right. You're, you're right. That's before. not that, – that's, well, no, Democrats want that, but Republicans – you know, right, obviously but, haven't come around to that way of thinking, even after the 15 hour, nearly uh, 15 hour right. uh, filibuster last night. Correct. Sure. But but regardless of what the Republicans want, this is the time to message that. And all I hear is no fly, no buy and, you know, and implementing a backgrounds check. But if we just extended the ban on assault weapons on the AR-15s and the like, that will settle some of the, you know, the debate. And, I mean, this is this is the time to, to get it done. You know, we need to be stronger in, in, in making the argument. And I appreciate what is being done right now, but I, I still personally think it's, it's not enough. Well, I agree with you. I, I mean, first of all, I, d- I don't think it's uh, where the Democrats end. Certainly we heard people talk about a semi, uh, about an assault weapons ban or bringing that back, not just um, uh, last night, but Hillary Clinton has mentioned that before, and um, other Democrats have mentioned that. There are a few things here. One, if you recall, I remember Hillary once saying to Black Lives Matter, give me something I can sell. And uh, Democrats know uh, what they can sell, not only to Republicans, but to the American people. Now, just since Orlando, we've seen a majority of people actually support an assault weapons ban or bringing back that ban. Um, That wasn't the case, by the way, prior to Sunday, although we have had for a number of years now majority support for uh, universal background checks, uh, which, quite frankly, you know, can can do something, but nowhere near, in my opinion, as much as getting rid of that weapon, uh, because what you, we already have background checks at gun shops. What we're looking to, obviously, are those gun shows and closing those gun show loopholes, which some people say don't exist, which they do. And then in addition to that, uh, it doesn't address uh, buying these guns uh, on the black market. Remember, if you have a ban in place, which is one of the things that we saw, if you look back historically when we had the ban, it's harder just like it's harder to have heroin go through this country because it's illegal, it's harder to have that particular type of weapon and other weapons like it uh, you know, be sold on the black market if we have a ban uh, nationwide uh, in this country. So I agree with you. One, not enough. Two, it is a first step. And three, we have the power in November with our vote. 
we have the power to vote out people that would not support such uh, uh, legislation as most Republicans would not, um, or Democrats that we don't feel are tough enough putting it forth. Um, but right. I think this is a big first step, and and not that but, anything will necessarily come come from it. It is a big first step, which, quite frankly, I thought this would have happened after Sandy Hook easily. Right. Well, one more thing I would like to say is just think about this. What does it say when Donald Trump, or any politician for that matter, is going to talk to the NRA? Why? They're, we, they're, they're, they're not lawmakers, and, and yet... Well, wait, you know, wait, 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 wait. The why <laughs> they have so, so much power is because... It's because of the influence they have on the politicians. And- oh, absolutely. The NRA is the number one financial backer of any Republican running for office on any level throughout the country. They are, they are so far above uh, financially any other lobbying organization that puts money and writes, writes checks for the Republicans, the Republican um, you know, causes, and certainly elections and re-election campaigns. Um, so uh, Republicans are more not even in bed with the NRA, but bow down and worship them on Sunday, maybe even before God. Right. And I would like to see all Democratic politicians to just take a pledge and to not accept any money from the NRA period. Well, I, mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I don't think the NRA, I don't think the NRA is sending, I know a few, but not many Democrats are getting money uh, from the NRA. I appreciate your call and comments. Do give me a call. Again, I do have to uh, get some others in. Everybody's been so patient and holding. Let's go to Dave in Humboldt County, California, listening on KGOE on line five. Dave, good afternoon. Well, Leslie, the problem, as I see it, is that uh, we have a government that's gone corrupt. It's fallen into the hands of big money special interests, and the gun lobby is just one of those special interests, like the crooked banks and like the crooked insurance companies. They're paying off our elected officials, and those elected officials that they've got in power don't care what harms or benefits the people. They care about stuffing more money in their pocket. That's the reality that we're needing to deal with because we've just been watching how it happens. And I know it's hard to touch on it, but it's the reality. Um, well, again, it is. It is. Uh, thank you for that. Let's uh, take another call. And Mike in Akron, Ohio, line one, listening on iHeartRadio. Mike, good afternoon. Hi, Mike. It's uh, no, I'm I'm, I'm Leslie. Mike. You're Mike. Hi. Good afternoon. <laughs> You're a Jewish warrior in Akron. Hey, Mike. I'm a Jewish warrior. How are you? Pretty good. Um, the other, the only thing I'd like to add to your description of the AR-15 and the assault weapons is they do two things that regular rifles don't do, and they make the bullet spiral and tumble. So that when it strikes your body, it can enter in your leg and yes. exit your shoulder. Correct, and rip it, ripping your so regular, ripping your flesh and organs all along the way. Correct. Correct, and a regular hunting rifle doesn't do that. You know, you remember if you remember talking to me before. I own weapons. I have an AR-15. I teach my kids how to properly handle them, and we all target shoot and competition shoot. My AR-15, though, is modified to only fire uh, 22 long rifle shells. So it won't fire the, um, because we only use it for target, and we only use it for competition. 
so it doesn't fire the military-type uh, rounds. And you were talking, the one person was talking about modifying it and doing this and doing that. Uh, if you go look on the Internet, there's instructions on how to modify a commercial AR-15 that you used to be able to buy at Walmart or whatever your favorite place to buy guns is, how to modify it to full automatic. So that's the problem with those types of weapons being available. They're useless for hunting. They're useless for anything except killing people. That's what they were designed for. And to date, and historically, that's what they're used for. All right. Thank you. Very. Leave it at that. I'm Leslie Marshall. We'll be back tomorrow. Hope you will as well to end up the week on this Friday. Marky Mark and Andrew, thank you very much. And we thank all of you who listen, even if you can't call or tweet and those who do that as well. Really, we'd be uh, we'd be nothing without you. Have a great afternoon and evening.